Welcome once again to the Crystal Silence League Hour. This is your host, the voice of the Silence League, Reverend John St. Germain. This is going to be an abbreviated show this week, only 30 minutes, because I was at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And it took 12 hours to get there. Worked very hard for two days. 14 hours to get back. I got in late last night. Then when I got back, my congregation um, kind of piled up on me. I did readings all day long. And so we'll just do a little show tonight. And then the Reverend will sleep a deep and restful sleep. And then do it all again tomorrow. So enjoy a little deep and relaxing music. And relax, breathe, and just have a little moment of peace and quiet here. And we'll come back and we'll talk about a very interesting man. You may have never heard of him. And that would be the rather incredible Major... Jealous Divine. And welcome back. Did you get a drink? I hope you did. We're going to sit back, kick our feet back, visit for a little bit, and talk about the rise of the spiritual church and some of the characters uh, therein. Last week we talked about uh, King Louis Narcisse and the Mount Zion Spiritual Tabernacle in Oakland, California, which spread quite rapidly throughout the country. And uh, at the time of... uh, King Louis Narcisse's death, it was said that the church's holdings were in excess of half a billion dollars. And uh, this church still exists today under various leaderships. And if you look hard enough, you can find it. Now, we are the Crystal Silence League, and our holdings are nowhere near half a billion dollars. I think our holdings might be worth um, half a dollar, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe ten dollars. Uh, however, we are rich in spirit, and I invite you to uh, g- come visit us at www.crystalsilenceleague.org, where you will find a, a little store where you can buy crystals and books and things. And to become a member, which is a question I'm often asked, you buy something. You buy a book or a crystal or make a small donation, and you get a year's membership. This was how our founder, uh, Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, envisioned it. People would buy a book from the uh, See Alexander Publishing Company, or buy a crystal ball, or buy a reading from him. They used to uh, send in a form for an astrological reading, and two dollars, and he would send them a reading and a uh, uh, membership for a year. So this is the tradition in which we carry. The Crystal Silence League went into the silence about 1954 when Mr. Conlon died, but we revived it 
adepts of the uh, Missionary Independent Spiritual Church about uh, 2007, 2009, and uh, brought it to life in cyber form, www.crystalsilenceleague.org. We also have prayer requests. People post prayer requests there. We get about 200 a week. Prayer is always free, and you get a whole lot of people that pray for you. When someone prays for you, there's a little button they click, and you get an email that says, we pray for you. People often ask, how do we remove those prayers? Well, we have a button that says, remove prayer, or just report it and tell us you want it removed. And one of the many pastors that we have, uh, of which I'm one, will remove it for you. We uh, we do read those prayers out loud, and um, we uh, teach you how to meditate and project and receive blessings from the pastors and from each other via the agency of Crystal Spheres, Crystal Balls. We have a few books on that subject, um, one of which is my book, Crystal Magic. And we just uh, debuted at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival this weekend. The sequel to that, Lithomancy, which is uh, divination and spell casting with stones and coins. And that will be available very, very soon. It'll be available from the Lucky Mojo Curio Company, from my church store. Uh, you can contact me directly about that or on Amazon. Everybody's favorite way to buy stuff without leaving the home. So let's talk about our um, uh, mineral of the week, which is specularite. Specularite. And uh, that is a very um, uh, interesting stone, by the way. Um, uh, specularite is a form of hematite. And if you look at the picture of it, specularite can be uh, greenish and bluish. Uh, it is an iron oxide. And um, you'll find that um, specularite can be... Um, uh, intermixed with uh, lots of different other uh, uh, minerals, which gives it different colors. So it can have a uh, rose color and uh, um, uh, et cetera. But specularite is a hematite that has mica uh, infused in it, which gives it a sparkly effect. It looks uh, starry. So this is a stone that I will tell you is used a... Um, um, to stabilize higher vibrational states. So it's used to help mental functioning. It's used to help memory development, and it is used to help spirit mediumship. It's also used quite a bit in past life work. So this is a favorite um, stone that is used um, when people are uh, developing their mediumship to help stabilize the sometimes specious connection between the material world and the spiritual world. And uh, once you see a piece, you can recognize it. It looks like a chunk of uh, galaxy has been popped out of the sky. It's uh, black or dark with stars in it. And uh, uh, being hematite, it does react to magnetic fields. It's a, it's a hard stone, being iron oxide, so if you make an infusion of it, you can just drop it directly in the water and let it charge via the moon or via the sun. And uh, there's a lot of uses for this. I know that uh, energy workers use it to balance the yin-yang meridians 
and um, uh, use it as a grounding stone. Uh, so that's a, a specularite. It makes a very good, if it's polished, makes a very good palm stone for scrying. You can go deep into it and journey through time and space. All right, I will tell you that if you go to the uh, crystalsilenceleague.org prayer page, you can pray along with me. I'll tell you that if you remember, you can have access deeper into the mysteries. You can penetrate beyond the veil into our page and have uh, access to some of the inner secrets of this, um, of these pages, and see names, and etc. Um, and if you're a member of error, you can become a pastor, which is kind of cool. Now, um, of error, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, we are an umbrella of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, which hosts the Hoodoo Heritage Festival that was this weekend, which was held in Santa Rosa this time in association with the Santa Rosa Mystical Fair. And what a great time we had. We had a packed house. Uh, we had many workshops. And uh, we had 10, in fact. We had 10 workshops. We had five Saturday and five Sunday. And uh, they all were... Uh, uh, very, very, very well attended. We were quite pleased because we changed the venue. Uh, usually they're held at Missionary Independent Spiritual Church on the Lucky Mojo Curio Company uh, site, but the church is currently still under reconstruction after the fire last year. And so we decided to move the venue to Santa Rosa, and uh, we weren't sure how that was going to go, but it went spectacularly. We were very pleased with the turnout, and having vendors in the next room was uh was quite a good experience. I picked up some cool stuff, as I always do when there's uh, metaphysical vendors. So uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm tired but happy, and it was a wonderful time. So if we go to the uh, Crystal Silence League prayer page. We see, uh, we see our prayers, and I do not call off names, although I do see them being a pastor. Um, I identify by case number. So we have prayer ID 71605 who says uh, she wants success, marriage, house, and employment. And she says, please help me to get success, green card, house, car, and find a job in Lexington, Kentucky, and transportation to be a model in New York City. I did not with America's Got Talent. Um, they, did, they, they did not respond to me. Help me to be a mother, a good wife with this uh, fellow, and compensation with the lawyer, and get a new bike. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Here's prayer ID 71604. This is, uh, I pray every day since the day they falsely accused her husband of aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon. They got him on the 5th of April, and he still has no bond. They don't have logical evidence. Please help me get my husband justice. Lord, please. Amen. And here's prayer ID 71603, who says, I have tests tomorrow at the breast doctor, and this was set today. Uh, I have to get tested at least twice a year because I am considered to be at elevated risk for breast cancer. I found an area of concern when doing a breast self-exam a few days ago. Will you please pray that my breasts are normal and healthy and that all the test results will show that my breasts are healthy and fine? 
I really appreciate your prayers. Thank you for your prayers for me. May God bless you. Amen. And prayer ID 71602. HH, JH, and CH are ready to sell their home. I'm begging all elites to pull together and bring the sale to a closure soon as is. HH wants out soon, quick, fast, and in a hurry. This needs to happen to show him prayers work in God's world. Please, Miss Cat, Mr. Millet, and CSL family, that's some of our pastors, I want him to move in with me. Secret donation will follow. Amen. We appreciate your donations. We've got to run this website somehow. Prayer ID 71604. Please pray for the healing of my body. I have fluid in my lower back and lower stomach due to a severe sonoma after a surgery procedure I underwent in November. My doctor scheduled me for an appointment for a sonogram on Thursday, the 26th at 2 p.m. and then on Tuesday, May 1st at 1 p.m. I'm scheduled to have surgery based on what the sonogram shows. Prayer warriors, I'm feeling very self-conscious and paranoid. I know God can make me better. I know that I'm healed by his stripes. Please pray that this fluid retained within my body shows its way out of its out of my body. Amen. And prayer ID 71600. Please pray my baby flourishes in my womb until delivery. Last year, on uh, on uh, June 26, I gave birth at six months to my son, who would not be going home with me. My son was a product of an abusive relationship that I chose to be in. If you fast forward, I'm now married to a man whose path I crossed again and just found out we we're pregnant. On uh, 4-15-2018, I'm excited, and I praise God for him blessing me at 35 with a miracle baby. Warriors, please... Pray that my child flourish in my womb and is born as perfect as Jesus Christ was born. Thank you, prayer warriors. Since we're having a shorter show today, let's uh, go over to our page and let's have a moment of prayer and silent affirmation for all those in need of support and comfort and affirmation.
Amen. Well, as we've seen in past um, episodes, the spiritual church arose and as a result of oppression. We saw the, um, the African slaves preserving and clinging to the memories of Africa. We saw the Native Americans attempting to salvage the remnants of their existence and culture. We saw intermarriage of not only uh, physical cultures, but spiritual cultures as well, as Mother Leafy Anderson channeled the spirits of Black Hawk and another Native American, White Hawk. We saw um, the rise of the Mount Zion Spiritual Temple in um, Oakland, California, King Louis Narcisse. And now I'm going to talk to you about a man um, that I found quite by accident. I was doing research on uh, Reverend Adele Clemens, who founded uh, uh, Divine Harmony Spiritual Church, which is the church that I found. When I, f- I found out that she worked with and under uh, the Reverend Major J. Divine in Harlem, who was an African-American spiritual leader um, from about 1907 until his death in 1965. And this intrigued me because he, the mention of him, he was in papers a lot. And I started downloading and copying article after article. And the press had a, a great deal of fun at his expense. However, it was obvious he had thousands of followers. And he opened missions. He had farms where he employed uh, unemployed people. And he had missions where he fed the poor. And everywhere he set up a stronghold, uh, basically a mansion, and he let hundreds of people move into these mansions. He was shut down under flimsy excuses by, with quotes around it, the authorities um, for complaints of noisy, uh, noise complaints, uh, maintaining a nuisance, etc. And I thought a man who was this feared by the established authority had to be something. And of course, the uh, FBI counterintelligence um, bureau had a thick file on him and harassed him very much. And what I found in my research was that here was a civil rights leader who was very near the equal of Dr. Martin Luther King, although not very well known. And his peace mission uh, survives to this day. So here's Father, Father Reverend Major Jealous Divine, a fascinating character. He was a man that stood about five feet tall, tremendously charismatic, uh, there were other uh, religious leaders at that time we'll talk about uh, at some point, uh, such as Charles Harrison Mason, uh, Noble Drew Ali, uh, James F. Jones, who was also known as the prophet uh, uh, James Jones, uh, uh, Big Daddy Grace. We'll talk about him. But I will tell you that um, uh, Major Divine used to be part of a trio um, in his early career. Uh, he was part of uh, a trio. There was uh, there was Father Divine, Father Jehovia, and um, 
Reverend Bishop St. John the Vine, not St. John the Divine, but St. John the Vine. Now, uh, um, uh, uh, there was all of these were uh, students or uh, disciples of an earlier fellow um, of a traveling preacher called uh, the Reverend Samuel Morris, who was known as the Messenger. And this traveling uh, uh, revivalist minister named Samuel Morris would would uh, speak and. Uh, 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 and at the end of his sermon, he would—he uh, was a very soft-spoken um, uh, speaker, from all accounts, uh, speaking the gospel in a very uh, uncontroversial way, just in a very standard way. But at the very end, he would raise his arm and shout, "I am the Eternal Father!" And at which point, in many in, in many cases, the congregation would rise up in indignation and bodily <laughs> evict him from the church. Uh, so this uh, uh, this climax to his uh, routine was uh, not well received until he came upon uh, Father Divine. So um, um, Father Divine became uh, an advocate of, of Samuel Morris. Uh, and called him Father Divine became Morris as John the Baptist and called himself the messenger. So the messenger was sort of a um, uh, a Christ to Morris's God, and um, then along came um, uh, uh, another person later on, uh, um, uh, uh, John the Vine, who became. The third of this trilogy, Morris began began calling himself Father Jehovah. So he had Jehovah, the Christ figure, who was uh, uh, Father Divine, and then Reverend Bishop Saint John Divine, who became we would assume the uh, Holy Ghost in this matter. Uh, so uh, John Divine had a and uh, Major Divine had excellent speaking skills as opposed to. Um, uh, uh, Samuel Morris, who apparently was very soft-spoken. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you that uh, John Divine and uh, uh, Major Divine had a great deal of interest in the then New New Thought movement. Uh, eventually, uh, around 1910 to 1915 in that era, era this three-man ministry completely collapsed uh, because John Divine... Uh, uh, being an advocate of new thought, began preaching that God was in everybody. And so uh, Father Jehovah's monopoly, as uh, Jehovah began to be challenged, uh, they got into frequent arguments, including fistfights, when, um, as John Divine said, no, no, God is, you know, everyone is God. So Father Divine, seeing the schism and anticipating it, parted paths with these formics, um, uh, Associates and declared that he was God. So Father Divine said, "No, no, these guys are fakes. Uh, obviously, they're gods with feet of clay. I am God, and uh, I am the I am the uh, second coming of God's Spirit." So he traveled throughout the South. Tra uh, he preached all through the South, and uh, developed a huge following. 
uh, of mostly uh, African-American women, and he advocated during his whole time celibacy, a hands-off policy. Um, now, uh, around somewhere between 1914 and 1915, though, because women loved him, they loved him. Women, uh, eventually, women were leaving their families to join his uh, – they were basically like communes. Uh, and husbands were having him charged with all manner of things, uh, alienation of affection and stuff. So a lot of local, uh, a lot of his uh, followers, husbands, and of course the the people were leaving the local churches to see him. They had him arrested for insanity, and uh, which actually made him more popular uh, because the prison was uh, was mobbed with uh, admirers and reporters, which got him a whole lot of. Uh, um, publicity and curiosity, and uh, even even whites were part of his fan club. Uh, and then there was a, a lay preacher uh, who's uh, by the name of J.R. Mosley uh, of Macon, Georgia, who became his lifelong friend. And uh, J.R. Mosley was a uh, Mercer University uh, law professor, and uh, he arranged for one of his students and friends, a fellow named J.B. Copeland. Uh, who was a very respected lawyer in Valdosta, Georgia, to represent him free of charge. So Mosley was very interested in uh, uh, Father Divine and became another lifelong friend of his. And uh, Mosley wrote a uh, autobiography where he uh, talked a whole lot about him. Um, and uh, so Father Di Divine was found mentally sound in spite of his uh, odd beliefs and the fact that he kept asserting that he was uh, God in the flesh. And, uh, he, he, he would not identify himself when he was arrested, and uh, he, he was tried as uh, John Doe alias God. <laughs> so uh, he, uh, he found his home in uh, New York, in Brooklyn, and he had uh, a following, uh, all-black congregation, and uh, uh, he lived uh, fairly unmolested for a while, and uh, they formed a commune, and they, they, had, they had an entire apartment building. And he forbade his followers to indulge in sex, alcohol, gambling, and smoking. And uh, at this time, he had adopted the name Reverend J Major Jealous Divine. Uh, they, uh, and it's because uh, Jealous was a reference to uh, a Bible verse uh, where uh, Jehovah says, I am a jealous God, and that uh, God's name is Jealous. So... Uh, the followers called him Father Divine. Uh, the the press began calling him the Harlem Messiah. So he married uh, a member of his uh, congregation whose name was uh, Paniah, uh, and uh, she was much older than him and gave a uh, uh, a, a solid and dignified uh, couple. And uh, it was. Uh, it was a good thing because there were a lot of rumors going around about uh, indiscretions with his younger female followers because they and he and he could have he could have uh, but he did not. So we're going to pick this up next week when uh, we get into Father Divine's childhood and background, and I'm going to tell you that um, when he moved to Sayville, New York, it becomes very very interesting. Um, um, so do join us next week when we pick up the story of Major J. Divine, his relationship to the spiritual church, 
his thousands of followers, and when he moved in next door to Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I will see you next week. And we're going to go out with just a little bit of spiritual music.